Welcome to the Daz List Podcast. As men, we are not simple, we are multifaceted. I am Jay LaVar of LaVar Legacy. And I'm Tony O from The All Around Life, discussing the things you think about, but maybe don't talk about. So come on in and join us in the study. All right, welcome everybody to the study on the Daz List Podcast. Uh, this is Jay LaVar. Hey, and I'm Tony O. And we are excited to get this podcast started. And we are super excited because we have a ton of things that we want to be able to cover when it comes to fatherhood and really just promoting a healthy narrative around what fatherhood looks like today. Uh, but also, we are joining you guys on Father's Day. So we are excited to have this as our initial podcast to recognize such an amazing day, to recognize amazing fathers all across the yep. country. And um, what we want to do is really start off with kind of just sharing a little bit more about ourselves, our backgrounds, what we're all about, and kind of give you a heads up of what this podcast is all about and what you guys can look forward to hearing more for, from us in the future um, right here on the Dazzles podcast. Uh, so to start it off, uh, what we want to do is really just start off talking about a little bit about our own stories of our fathers kind of just what that experience was like, what are, what was our journey, what are the things we learned, and uh, what we take away now that we're men and we're fathers ourselves. So, uh, Tony, you want to go ahead and start us off and kind of just give us a little bit more about what does what does your past look like with your father? Sure. Well, um, I think it's probably uh, best to start off with that I have two dads. So I had I have my dad, my real dad, and I also have my uh, my parents were divorced when I was young, so um, I have my stepdad who who actually ended up I called dad. Have a couple of stories um, to tell from there. I think maybe I'll start off with a with one of my favorite stories uh, of of my dad, my stepdad Rick. Really great guy. He's he was in the hotel business, always involved with food. Me and my brothers. So I've got a um, a brother Chris, who was a year younger than I was uh, than I am. Uh, my brother. Uh, Patrick, who uh, is ten years younger, and then um, I do have a I have a sister Selena, um, another sister Cassie, and a brother Isaac, who uh, they live in they live in Texas. But I grew up with Chris and and Patrick. So there was one one Thanksgiving where uh, my dad decided that he was going to fry a turkey. And, uh, we did it out into it out in the, uh, you know, you, you try to be safe. You don't want to do the turkey out in the back deck. So we did it out in the driveway, kind of away from the house. And, you know, we were really looking forward to fried turkey because he had done the fried turkey the year before and it was amazing. So we were all raving about this turkey. He comes towards the end of the end of the thing, and we uh, we go out there, and you know it's the big reveal. You you know you get the uh, get the thing uh, hook you know on the hook, and you pull it out of the oil. Uh, things are kind of going crazy, and and he uh, he almost drops it. I mean he 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 picks it up, and it's like oh gosh, oh man, where's this thing going? It's it's ready to fall, and and we're like oh no, Dad, no, don't drop, don't drop the turkey, don't. And it, he didn't drop it. It was like, oh, whew, oh, this is great. Uh, he didn't drop turkey. Oh, dad, that's that's so good. Oh, I can't believe it. You almost dropped it. I'm so glad you didn't drop it. Um, man, that would have just ru ruined the turkey. And just just deadpan, uh, he turns to us and goes, well, you guys didn't seem to mind last year. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess the year, the year previous, he had actually dropped the turkey and then just picked it up and kind of brushed it off. And 
uh, didn't, didn't even tell anybody. And it was so indicative of, um, you know, of, of my dad to, to, you know, to tell us that and to kind of just brush things off and, and just, you know, like, well, what are, what are you going to do? This is Thanksgiving. And you drop a turkey, you pick it up, you, you brush it off and, you know, no one's, uh, you know, one's the wiser. You, you may have lost a, a few things of crispy skin, but, <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, that's my, that's my stepdad. And I love telling that, I love telling that story. And then, uh, and my dad, I didn't spend a lot of time with my dad when growing up and my dad has a really interesting name. His name is Evaristo. A lot of people call him Willie. Mm-hmm. He lived in, in Texas. Uh, my mom and I, you know, my family, my brother, Chris, it was just my brother, Chris at the time we lived up in uh, Detroit, Michigan. So we were, you know, we were separated by several States. Um, so most of our conversations were, were over by, um, by phone. Um, you know, here recently, my dad, uh, had a stroke, uh, you know, in, in the hospital and seeing him and going through some of those changes. And it's been an interesting time for, uh, you know, for us and just had a real good time with him in the hospital, you know, after, after the stroke and kind of seeing him go through some of that recovery and really have enjoyed those moments. Um, but I think my favorite story with my, my real dad is, uh, just my, I think maybe just my bitterness towards him, um, for just a number of years, um, uh, for, you know, for having some of that distance and, you know, wishing he was closer. He had missed out on my high school graduation. And for, for me at the time, that was kind of like my final, like, all right, I'm, I'm done. You know, I don't really yeah. want a relationship with my dad, but it was a couple years, uh, a couple years after that, where, uh, really just kind of learned about forgiveness and decided that I wanted to forgive my dad and really just kind of sitting there in my dorm room in college and just said, you know what? I forgive my dad, you know, all the things that had gone on. I, I, you know, I just, I forgive him. And sure enough, uh, he called on the phone like two minutes later and I got to talk to him and just tell him like, look, dad, you know, I I wasn't happy about these things that happened, but I just want to let you know that I forgive you. I don't want to go on through the rest of my life, not having a, you know, relationship. And it was really from that point forward that I was able to have a good relationship with my dad, you know, to be open and and honest, you know, and I think if I would have held on to some of the things that had gone on in the past, you know, I may not have a relationship with my dad. And I think I probably would have missed out on a lot um, had I not done that. That's awesome, man. Not a lot of people are able to get to that point where they are willing to forgive and to connect and be able to put that in the past and kind of move forward and be able to not have those regrets later on. So that's great. Yeah. Now, how about, so how about you? So, you know, you haven't heard anything about your dad yet. Yeah. Um, so my dad's name is Desmond, uh, Desmond Bryan. And um, my family's Jamaican. And so we, I was born in Queens, New York, but raised in Fort Lauderdale. And one of my earliest memories of my father and just really quality time with him we, when, we, when we moved from from New York to Florida, to Fort Lauderdale, they bought a house that was kind of a fixer-upper. And uh, my mom and my dad really basically just rebuilt that house from the ground up. And what was interesting is that uh, I remember them buying cabinets and we were assembling the cabinets in the garage. I was so young. I was probably like maybe five, five or six years old. And I remember talking about telling my dad that I'm the brains of this outfit and he's the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'll, I'll, I'll have the instructions and I'll tell him what to do and he'll just piece it all together to make it all work. 
But I remember those days. I remember those nights, you know, getting bit by the mosquitoes while we're in the garage trying to make this whole thing work. But it all came together, you know, and all the little construction projects around the house while they were fixing it up. We did a lot of it together. Uh, my mom was definitely hands on as well. But to be able to have those moments where it's just me and my dad uh, meant a whole lot to me. And, you know, 20, you know, 20 plus 30 years later to be able to still remember those moments and appreciate it. And it, which is great because now as as adults, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative that my dad and I were able to transition our relationship to an adult relationship. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk as often. Um, he's old school. He wants a phone call all the time where me, I, I, I rather text. <laughs> so, right. Um, but he, uh, well, when we do connect, we really do get to connect and kind of catch up. And it's a, uh, he's, he's married and um, I have, I'm married and I have my kids. And um, so it's great for us to have a different level of father son relationship um, at this point. But um, I love my dad, and we're still tight. And uh, he lives in Florida still, and I'm here in Atlanta. So uh, we don't get to see each other often at all. And I don't think he's got a chance to even see my most recent two kids. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, just the last one. But at some point, we will be reconnecting and getting to spend some more time together. So so you grew up with your, you know, you grew up with your your dad in, in, in the home and, um, you know, for the most part. And I think, you know, mine was... I had a dad, but, you know, he was in another, you know, in another state and, yeah. you know, I had, you know, my, my other dad, you know, he actually, you know, he worked, uh, he worked a lot. So we didn't see him a whole lot during the day, but we certainly had our, we had our time and we had our moments together. Um, but that broken, uh, you know, I guess you call it, you know, broken home or whatever, mm-hmm. or a different type of home kind of shaped how I view fatherhood. So, um, I, I guess maybe my question for you is then, you know, having the father in the home, you know, all the time, you know, how does that, how does that shape your view of fatherhood, you know, before, before you became a dad, you know, what does that look like after? You know, it's, it's interesting that you asked that because I grew up watching the Cosby show. My dad was like the Heathcliff Huxable, <laughs> you know, and that family dynamic, you know, my mom was a nurse and my dad worked and, you know, had siblings as well. And we were just this unit. And that's all I knew. But when I went to school, I would have friends who had different, you know, blended families and other different structures for family. And that I just was not used to at all. I felt like I grew up in a bubble to some degree of what a family unit looks like. And then what I would see on TV with the Cosby show, that also kind of shaped uh, or at least mimicked what I was used to, to some degree. So it really wasn't until I was at school and I'm hearing scenarios from my friends and what they're going through before I realized, okay, well, my scenario is not everyone's scenario. But I will say this, it has helped me drastically have a foundation of where I believe my values are for fatherhood and what I wanted to see and what I want my children to experience. I'm used to having my dad come home from work and he, and I'm there and I'm used to getting in trouble and having my father be the one to discipline me. That was the routine. I Even when I was in high school, my mom and I are more similar when it comes to being outgoing and you know, have big dreamers where my dad was more of the realistic, hey, what's your plan? Put it together. If it doesn't make sense, you need to create another plan. 
not just pie, you know, pie in the sky kind of dreams. So to be able to kind of have that balance. But now as a father, I'm recognizing a little bit of that. I'm still a go a go getter, but at the same time, I, there have been multiple scenarios where I've recognized, okay, this is what my father meant. Okay, he wasn't just a Debbie Downer. He he knew what he was talking about, and he was really just trying to prepare me to have a plan and put something in place and have some safeguards. It, it's interesting at the time as a teenager, it didn't come off like that. It felt like he was trying to hold me back from dreaming and envisioning a future that maybe he didn't have. Right. But now as an adult and as a father, I see things a lot differently and I really see that blend, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I had, you know, having the two dads um, and seeing different, uh, you know, different parenting styles, uh, you know, did give me a chance to maybe pick and choose a little bit and see some of the things that worked and some of the things that, you know, in my opinion, didn't work. And there are some things where I, you know, I was like, well, you know, I don't want to be like my dad in this way, um, you know, for, for one or the other, but in a lot of ways, like, yeah, I do, you know, these were things that were, were good. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to take those things and, and put those into practice. But I think the, maybe the, the most interesting thing that I had, you know, before and after, I think maybe on the after side, was gosh i i don't know if i gave enough credit to to my dad uh you know to my dad's uh, really just my parents in general to to what they went through at that time you know i think of, of my you know my real dad and my mom were married in uh, gosh I, i'm probably still in college um i think mm-hmm. had me very quickly after that and so i think oh my mom was what 19 20 when she had me when I was 19, 20, I was a moron, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, and then my, my brother, Chris came right along after, uh, after that. So she had, she had two, you know, two toddlers and, uh, you know, she's in your young twenties, my dad's in his young twenties. And, and I think that they made a lot of mistake because they were in their young twenties. Right. And of course, you know, that has an effect on us and we go like, Oh my gosh, you know, my parents, you know, they made so many mistakes with me or whatever, but, um, you know, I didn't have Jackson, uh, you know, not until my thirties, you know, having, having 10 more years of experience, uh, in, in life makes a difference. And when you try to do it when you're young, um, you know, it, it's not as easy. I, you know, I was maybe, uh, immature at that time and, and they may have been immature at that time as well, but they had two kids. I didn't. And so when I look at it after, and go, gosh, man, I, I, I think I need to give my parents, a, you know, a, a break here. Yeah. And then my stepdad coming in and, you know, he's got my, my brother and I who are, you know, four or five, six years old, somewhere in that range, uh, when he married my mom and to come into this, to this family, you know, when you have that blended family, it's not, it's not as easy. Uh, and he took that on and he took us on as his own, um, which I don't think, um, you know, every step parent does. And so right. I feel very fortunate to, you know, to have had that and, you know, to experience that. And so it's like, yeah, I turn around and go, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to cut them some slack now that I, I know the difficulties of, of raising kids, you know, I and I'm getting to do it later in life with more experience and, and, you know, not as, you know, not the immaturity if, if I was younger. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely had those moments as well. I remember one of my first phone calls to my dad, letting him know, okay, you are right, or I get it. 
I see where you're coming from at this point. It's a humbling feeling, but at the same time, it's it was a great bond that we had on that conver- on that call because it's kind of coming full circle, you know. So uh, for him, many years later, to be finally understood on key decisions he made was you know vindicating at the same time for him, and it was kind of amazing for me at the same time too. So. Here's one thing I realized is I think we made a mistake. So we're talking about being being a dad. I don't think we've even mentioned what our uh, you know our kids are here. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> All right, you go first, man. How many kids you got? <laughs> uh, so Jackson uh, Jackson's ten. Uh, so he's my you know he's my boy, and then uh, just here recently. Uh, my wife and I have taken guardianship of her of uh, her niece Jolie, and she just turned three, and so that's uh, she is a um, uh, she is a little bundle of energy, and has taken us, um, you know, has taken us back seven years, yep. and and <laughs> now it's like, yeah, what do three year olds what do three year olds do? I, I don't I don't remember. Like I thought, you know, I went I went through this. I have experience in this. I I've, I'm I'm I should be good with this and. It's like, oh, I don't remember at all. I gotta start. I gotta start over. And having a girl is way different than having a, you know, having a boy. So, big time. Um, <laughs> hey, you are not alone though, because um, so we have we have four kids, and uh, my oldest, her name is Nayel. Ooh. She's eight. Uh, my uh, second child is Jay Lavar the uh, second. He's six. My four year old, his name is Jai Nathaniel, and then I have a a one and a half year old who will be two in December. And to your credit, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's a seven year gap or not. Uh, <laughs> each of my kids are completely different. I am not a veteran by any stretch of the imagination. I've had to start over with each child because they have completely different personalities and behaviors. They have tantrums at different ages and they last for a different lengths of time. I'm still figuring it out as we go even with the eight-year-old. So it's, uh, <laughs> yes, you got put back seven years, but at the same time, it would have been the same anyway where you're starting from scratch. <laughs> yeah, and you're saying, you know, tantrums at, at any age. I think I still have tantrums every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't get what I want. I may throw a tantrum. <laughs> uh, so now that we've kind of talked about how the kids we have and we talk about our past experiences with our father and some of our, some of our old perspectives prior to now in our current life, you know, we have our professional life, our personal life. Let's talk a little bit more about what we do professionally, but also how does that blend right into our family life and being a father? Because that's definitely a challenge that I know a lot of men deal with is having that work-life balance. Uh, so if you want to kick us off, kind of tell us a little bit more about what you do. Sure. So um, I have a lot of background in uh, in the IT field. You know, my job now is as a as a project manager. So I manage a lot of various projects for a computer manufacturer, doing things in the in, in marketing to to sales. But at the end of the day, it's it's like, well, you know, this is work. You know, so it's like, yeah, I I enjoy doing this. I, I like getting to do lots of different things. Um, I guess you could say I'm a generalist in a lot of ways. Um, I kind of just take whatever's thrown at me. Um, you know, I take a project, I kind of lay the foundation, get it set up and then pass it off to, um, you know, to the people who are really good at, you know, at it, but just try to keep all the different, you know, all the different parts of the, 
uh, of the beast of work, uh, you know, working with working with one another, you know, because I think when people, you know, people work, they they're very good at what they do, but they can be very singular, singularly focused. And so I want to make sure that uh, all the different, um, you know, areas, departments and people are working in a, in kind of a cohesive way. So I like to make sure everyone's rowing all in the same direction because I don't want to see their um, their efforts uh, wasted um, rowing in different directions. So right. I don't know if that gives you a good idea of what I do or, or, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know if that's a fully accurate description. Um, cause I think my job, uh, description changes, you know, from, from week to week, depending on, you know, what's going on. But now with all that going on, uh, how do you really manage that work-life balance or, or do you believe there is such thing as work-life balance? For me, there's, there's a turn on, turn off kind of thing with, with, you know, with work. So I'm very, I'm very fortunate that the company I work with, um, when, when work is done, it's great because work can be done and, and you can, you can live life. And, you know, a lot of that's probably credit, you know, credit to my boss to who encourages that. And I think he lives that out as, uh, as, as well. He may be drawn into it more so than I am just because of, of, you know, his position, um, for, for me, you know, when I can, it's, you know, five o'clock or whatever, you know, I can turn that off and start focusing on my family and not really have to worry about until eight o'clock. Obviously there's exceptions to that and, and different mm-hmm. things going on, especially, you know, working some of these projects, doing, doing IT stuff. Um, but that's not every day. And, you know, I know that there are those who that is an everyday occurrence and it's just not, um, you know, I, I decided very early on when I was working that the jobs that I'm going to be looking for are ones that do kind of offer that work-life balance because, you know, I did see uh, my dad work a lot of hours and not be home a lot of times. And I think that we would have enjoyed him home more than he was. And then having, you know, having my real dad just far away and not having him around, I wanted to make sure that I was always around for my kids. And so that they saw their dad, that you know, no, it's like, yeah, you work hard, but you also can come home and and play hard and, you know, be with your family, not just kind of around. Wow. That's good, man. And that's great that you even made that decision early in in your professional career to have that balance and find a a job and a career that allows you to do that. I'm the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So I've I currently am a manager for a Fortune 100 company um, in the retail space. I've been with this company for 10 years, but also before that, I worked for another major corporation, also in the retail environment. Along with that, I started out doing network marketing from the time I was 18 years old, right out of high school, during my first year of college, really getting into a lot of personal development and entrepreneurship and learning more and getting into different business mentors. But along with that, over the years, I, I when you work retail, that's that's exactly what it is. You don't really have much of a choice whether you're a specialist or you know and you're selling or you're in management is retail hours. You don't have your weekends to yourself. You know, your days throughout the week fluctuate. Sometimes you're late night, sometimes you're early morning. But once we started having kids, it was one of those things where I realized I had to be very purposeful with what I want to do outside of my my day-to-day career for the future. And uh, I'll tell you guys right now, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. From the time I turned 18 and I started doing network marketing and I started to get around different types of people with different 
visions and different philosophies around uh, what building your future could look like, it totally sold me. And at that point, I realized for the long haul, I would need to make sure I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. But at the same time, what would give me the time freedom to be with my kids and my family and my wife uh, long term. But I also do understand that this is the current hustle. Even though I may not be able to control my time as much, I am building for the future. And by the time my kids get a little bit older, then I know that they will appreciate the time freedom I will have then. But I currently, outside of working my nine to five, so to speak, I created a company called LeVar Legacy, LLC, and it's kind of a parent company for the Dads List, which is basically what started this podcast, where it's just building that community for fathers and allowing us to be able to share what we share. But also, I still offer services to Legal Shield, uh, which is a company that provides legal services for, com- for companies, small businesses, individuals, families, along with identity theft services. I'm not selling sugar water uh, because I need to be able to believe what I'm doing, but I know that these ventures and some of the things I'm going to do long-term will provide me the opportunity to spend more time with my kids. Um, Also, I am VP of operations for a company called Born CEO Coaching, which is a company in the Bay Area that helps entrepreneurs get unstuck. It's been a a challenge to be able to have all these different things on my plate, you know, and get very little sleep. But whenever I am with my kids, I'm with my kids and I'm working on getting better at keeping the phone out of my hands. My wife is quick to remind me about that. Uh, (laughs) I do believe there is such thing as work-life balance. And the more you do, the more difficult it becomes. I think what's what's helped me is that my two older kids, the eight-year-old and six-year-old, they're very intelligent kids and they're more aware of what's going on. So when they know that I'm working on the businesses, they, they know what time that is. But at the same time, you know, like earlier today, we were watching the new Spider-Man uh, movie together, right? They know when it's time to be with dad, we're together. When we're roughhousing or when they wake up super early and I'm not ready to wake up, but they know I'm still going to get up anyway or making pancakes for the kids. And they think it's dad's pancakes that are so special, but it's really just add water from the box. (laughs) You gotta have all the, you gotta have the, you gotta have those tricks, man. Kids, kids are, kids are dumb. You know, you can can get away with a lot of things. (laughs) I'm in that phase where I can still get away with a lot of it. So (laughs) they'll rise up at some point and, and they'll, they'll be like, you know what, dad, he tricked us all these years. Pancakes are super easy. You're like, yeah, they're, Yeah. They are easy. Now you can start making them. <laughs> right, exactly. Because Ted needs a breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Bring me breakfast in bed at this point. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been um it's definitely challenging, but um it's you know it's definitely worth doing. And so like I said, right now my time is very, very limited and very constrained. And um I've definitely put a lot of hours in between my job as well as my as well as my businesses. I know that I am building for the future. And when I am present with my kids, I'm present with them. They know that. And I want to continue to separate that and know that I'm not holding back any attention from them when they really deserve it. Yeah, you yeah were, that's, that's, that's what I got. Yeah, you were talking about all the things you're doing. I was starting to get tired just... Here and you get like, oh god, that sounds like a that sounds like a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> no, I, th- I think we all have a lot. I mean, obviously, they 
you know, we're, we're busy people, I think nowadays. And, you know, we all kind of have a lot of different things going on, whether it's, you know, whether it's work or whether it's something, you know, whether it's something else, if, um, you know, always kind of have something, uh, going on. And I think with me, you know, my, my brain, sometimes you can see the, you know, the outside shell and doesn't look like much is <laughs> much is going on. I, I'm sometimes even, you know, sit and watch TV, but I'm not really watching TV or, you know, sitting and playing games sometimes is, you know, one of the things I do, um, just to kind of get my own, you know, my own time, you know, that's my process time. And, and, you know, my wife knows that there's, you know, there are times when, yeah, I do those things and it's, it's a goofing off and, She's like, well, you know, why don't you spend some time with me instead of uh, instead of goofing off? And then other times she's like, you know, just go on, you, you know, go ahead, you know, go ahead and do that. I know you got a lot in your mind and, you know, and it does, it helps me kind of, it helps me relax, helps me kind of disconnect, you know, a little bit from, I, I think from the immediate stress, give myself some space to breathe and then process things. Um, so for me, that's kind of what I do. I do video games. I play soccer. Still, I, I, I write, um, on occasion to kind of get things out. My brain is going nonstop, man. It's, uh, it, 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 there's always something on my mind. I'm always thinking about something. I'm always processing something. You know, there are times when I wish there was an off switch and there's just really not. I think the only time I really get that off switch is, is, is when I, uh, you know, do those games or go out and kick a soccer ball around, which nowadays, you know, I'm going to be 42 this year. It's getting harder and harder to continue to to do that with these young kids who are in their <laughs> young, who are in their, um, you know, early thirties. <laughs> <laughs> these kids. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you, man, about disconnecting. I, I too, my, my mind is always going and Sometimes when I think I'm relaxing, I'm always thinking about the next post for social media, for the business, or what I have going on for work, what are some of the challenges that I'm working on at work. But when I try to relax, uh, I'm either on my Xbox, I'm a, I'm a big fan of NBA 2K, whatever year it is, I'm currently <laughs> on 2019. <laughs> and, um, but even that, I get to touch that once in, a, once in a blue moon now these days. But I'd probably say when I'm not connected to anything work-related and I'm not with my family, uh, my me time really just consists of me being on YouTube. I will sit in the couch and I will grab my iPad and I will just watch YouTube videos till I doze off. I know I subscribe to over 130 channels. Oh gosh. 80%, 80% of them are tech-related, mobile phones, things like that. Uh, I'm just a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. But that's kind of how I unplug. And again, my wife says the same thing as well. She knows that uh, there's times where she, she wants me to spend time with her, and I do. Sometimes we just have our shows that we binge together with. There's other times where she knows I just need to disconnect. I just need some me time. So she sees me grab that iPad. She knows what time it is. I am just going to relax for a little bit. She knows. And what's great is that there's a lot of times where she is already burned out from the kids all day long because she's a stay-at-home mom. And she still chooses to put the kids down to bed for me. So I don't have to do that. I can I can just relax. So shout out to all the moms out there who are holding husbands down when we are completely burnt out, when you guys are burnt out yourselves. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even on Father's Day, I, I think, you know, I, you know, it's it's interesting to me. Mothers are to be celebrated and fathers are to be celebrated as well. I think fathers sometimes are are under celebrated. Um, but to me, fatherhood is, uh, or Father's Day is more, is really more than being a dad. 
I think for me, it's kind of a centering event. How am I doing, you know, with being a dad? And and really the the mark is how's my family? Right. You know, how's my how's my wife doing? How are my kids doing? And yeah, there is there is a measure of how am I doing in this. And I think there are times when I feel like I, you know, some years where it's like, yeah, I'm doing really great. And some years it's like, wow, yeah, I probably could use some, you know, some improvement. Um, you know, this feels like it's it's one of those years where it's it's a it's an improvement year for me with a lot of things that are going on, a lot of the transition. I think not that it's, you know, I've been a bad father. There's been so much more laid on my plate that my uh, my responsibilities of a father, uh, of being a father have grown. And there's just, uh, I, I guess, an inadequacy that I see where it's like, Phew, I, I don't know if I'm enough. I don't know if I got, uh, you know, everything that takes to to navigate this next stage of, uh, you know, of life. You know, Jackson is, like I said, Jackson's 10. He'll, he'll have one more year of elementary school and, and then, you know, jumping into those middle school and high school yeah. years you know, it was a big transition, you know, there's things going on at church, there's things going on at work, there's things going on, you know, here at home, bringing Jolie into our lives. And it's like, oh, well, we may have to move and move. We just don't have enough space um, here. We're, we're, we're crammed. We moved Jackson down to the, down to the basement, into the, uh, into the man cave. And so I share <laughs> that, I share that with him, which is not really fair to him, uh, yeah. to be honest, you know, but he's been a real good trooper about it. Long term, I'd love for him to have his own space and kind of because he's very independent. Yeah, this year is a, is a year of just you know when I check myself, I go, gosh, there's so much more that I need to be able to be a, a father and be a good father. And so, like I said, you know that's why I sit and I process and go through reading books. Uh, oh, hey, doing this thing called Dads on Tap. We go to this thing and it's you know you go, you hang out with uh with other dads it's at a brewery so you get to drink beer which is great but i mean more importantly it's it's talking about dad things and learning to be a better dad and it's like man i i need to be a better dad and so this is a great opportunity because i can't do it on my own i i need you know all the other guys that are there just to talk to and say like you know what do you you know what are you doing what are things you're going through um, you know, what do you think about how did you navigate this stage of life? And then offer that, you know, to, you know, you offer your story to others as well. I think that's, an, that's important because I think it, it tells me what's important from my story. You know, what have I gotten right? You know, when I, when I do that and I share that with, uh, you know, with other guys. Well, you know, that's super important. And um, I'm glad that we were able to connect through a dad event like that. There's so many other dad events going on all around the country, which is the reason for this podcast to begin with. That was the reason for me starting the dad's list because you'll hear in our intro, there are so many topics that as men, we don't talk about. Women, they they got this mommy blog thing down. They will share, <laughs> they will share wins. They will share all the all the, all the problems. They'll share all the challenges. They'll get together, they'll meet up. And men, we don't do that as often as we should. Tony and I really wanted to have this podcast as a platform to not only share ourselves and be vulnerable at times about the things we've, we're experiencing as fathers and as men, but also to get other men on here to share their stories and to share what they got going on right and what they may be missing the, the mark on, have the listeners be able to participate and share their perspective and 
encourage each other. So um, you're right. This this fellowship is so crucial and it's so important for our development as men and as fathers. And this is what we need our children to be able to see, their fathers being vulnerable and open to change and open to advice from each other and growing from there. And I think that makes us better dads overall. No one gets it completely right, but I think that if we are putting the effort in to get better at it and sharing what we know with other fathers so that they can miss and not have to make some of those falls, I think that's the good work that we need to continue to do. Being a you know being a dad is uh, you know not a not a not an easy thing and you know my reasoning for just coming into this is is really just an invitation to have a, a I hate using the word safe space but you know a, a space or an area for for dads to kind of listen in you know just to kind of check things out and it's like well I, you know I'm willing to kind of throw myself out there a little bit and and just see if if, if this is valuable to to someone, then, you know, I love to keep doing it. Things just come with practice, just like anything else, you know, you want to get good, you know, at, at anything in life, you have to, you have to practice at it. And, you know, one of those things is, is uh, kind of talking through these things. We'll kind of learn and, and figure this, you know, figure this out as we, as we go along. And it, it's, some of that is really just kind of my life mission. I know you mentioned the dad's list, the blog and sharing stories of fatherhood. And, you know, my approach is a little bit different. I run a blog called The All Around Life, where it's really just a, you know, a dive into uh, just the different things of life, the different areas of life, the different seasons of life, um, that there's so much more to the life that's offered to us than just the, the mountaintop you know, happy moments. I know that everything's so sanitized on uh, social media with, you know, here's a picture of my, my perfect family, um, you know, my perfect life, my, you know, my perfect cake that I just baked or, or whatever. <laughs> but life is, is full of, of happiness and um, sadness and, and challenges and, and, and victories and boredom at, at times. And, you know, take all these different emotions and, and seasons of life and put them together. And, and anyone who goes through life and only has, you know, one or two of those things, to me, I'm not sure has lived a full life. To me, a full life is something where you've gone through and you've been able to experience some of those things. Mm. You know, when you meet people who've gone through, you know, gone through tragedy, you know, when you meet somebody who's at the top of their field, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, you know, Olympic gold medal winner. And so in the blog, I, that's what I do. I go through and I, I go through, you know, right now it's my stories, but, you know, looking to have other people tell their stories of, you know, what they go through and how it affects them and, and what they, you know, what they learn from it. It's an encouragement for, for everyone to kind of live life to the full, to allow themselves to experience a full life. And I think we all need to have that level of perspective, you know, that the minute we start pigeonholing our lives and our careers in just one direction, um, there's a lot of areas that we may miss out on and a lot of opportunities we may miss out on. So that's great that you have that blog as a way to share those experiences and then be able to get other people to share those experiences as well. And I think whether I focus on dads and he's focused on all, all of life as a whole, I think that that's what makes this union pretty impactful. And what we want to do on this podcast going forward is to really just find out where are you guys at as listeners, as fathers, as dads, as men? What are some of the challenges that you guys are going through? And what are the things that you don't really talk about out loud, but 
really needs to be said, knowing that you have other men, other fathers who are there to support you, to give advice, to listen. Sometimes all you need is an ear to listen. We want to be able to have you guys share those experiences with us and with the listeners to be able to know that you have support. I think that's that's the mission of what we got going on here with the Dazzlers podcast. And we are excited to, for what's going to come soon. All the different men you're going to hear from, we're excited about it. So I think we're going to start wrapping this thing up. I, I think that we got a chance to really share ourselves, who we are, what we're all about, our past, a little bit of our past, a lot about our future and where we see this thing going. Any last words you got, Tony, for these for, for the listeners? Join us. Uh, you know, if you got an opportunity to to share the, the podcast with a, another dad that you know, you know, or even if you have a story to tell, you know, reach out to us. You know, we'd love to, to sit, talk with you. You know, this is kind of our, you know, this is kind of our, our thing. You know, we want to sit down and chat with you and, uh, you know, really it's just telling stories, just sharing, it's just sharing life together, you know, just specifically just as a dad, you know, fatherhood. Awesome. And so, yeah, if you, also, if you guys want to be featured guests on this podcast, just definitely go to the website, it's thedadslist.com. Click on the menu and you'll see the link for the podcast. And front and center, you'll see an opportunity to fill out who you are and shoot us an email. And we will connect with you to get you on this podcast and give you the opportunity to share your story as well. Uh, again, I'm Jay LeVar Bryan. And, and I am Tony O. <laughs> and we are excited to bring this first episode to you guys and look forward to the next episodes. 